0: Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Groover. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason Mefford.
1: And I am Kathy Groover, and we have a very special guest today. And I am so looking forward to this conversation. As Jason and I said off the air, everything goes back to trapeze. We have an amazing guest today, and she was one of my first, actually, my very first trapeze class is how we met. So beautiful inspiration to me. Amazing woman. Uh, We've got Lila Sage here today. So welcome aboard, Lila. Good to see you.
2: Hello there. So happy to be here. Thank you, Jason and Kathy.
1: Absolutely. So why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you do, because this might uh, people are going to be like, what?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, I am a certified hypnotherapist, and I also work privately with clients as a dominatrix.
1: Very cool. I'm so excited to have this conversation (laughs) from from both ends of this, the hypnosis end and the dominatrix end of this. So for people Mm -hmm. who are going, wait, dominatrix, what Let's tell everybody what that is first, because there's so many misconceptions about that and what role that plays in people's lives. So let's let's clarify those myths a little bit.
2: Right, so working in that field, I'm meeting with clients either virtually or in person for one-on-one sessions. We can include activities of BDSM, which is um, bondage, dominance, submission, and masochism. And sometimes that can look like role play. Sometimes it's more on the ritual side. Yeah. Teaching people to connect in with their inner senses uh-huh. and to explore parts of themselves they wouldn't normally show to the rest of the world.
1: I'm watching Jason's mind go. Well, no, because <laughs> no, I was gonna say going, Did we well, go? it's,
0: it it's it's one of these again. I mean, because this podcast is to help people unlock their potential, right? And 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 a lot of that is becoming curious looking at the world in different ways right and so again i know some people when they hear the word dominatrix right and they hear bdsm they're like oh right but but it really is you know a way for people to tap into themselves more authentically and express themselves more right and so that's what that's where I kind of want to go too, is because again, for a lot of people, this might be new or it might be because I know you know sometimes in 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 our culture, it's seen as like being kinky, right? A lot of times that word goes along with it, but it's not, right? and And so, you know, getting into that a little bit more and kind of understanding how how does this actually unlock? How does it help people get more into, who they are, you know, like you said, the sensing and, 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 and some of that kind of stuff as well, because it's very much that.
2: Yes. Um, <laughs> I was, <laughs> there's a lot in there. I'm like, I know. <laughs> go. so yeah. we're, start wherever you
0: want and let's see where yeah. this goes. Right.
2: I was thinking about jumping back to the word kinky, because I think that everyone has a kink. Oh, we all I, do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I define kink in a very broad term of any non-traditional desire. So you can use it kind of jokingly of like, oh, I have a, I don't know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich kink. Someone <laughs> probably does somewhere, <laughs> but it's more to describe something that you're like really excited and passionate about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and actually I was going to kind of disagree with you when you said that, Jason, of people, because I think it kind of is kinky. I mean, right? There's a certain le- aspect of that to the BDSM world.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, only, only I think because it's not mainstream, right? Sure. So, so again, I mean, like you said, kinky. We all have our kinks. We all have our little, whatever they are, right? Even if it's peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I, <laughs> I love, I love rubbing peanut butter on myself. I, I'm just making this up, right? But, but if, if <laughs> take notes of that, right? But, but if that's something that that I enjoy right? It's different than what most people enjoy. And so some people might look at me and go, well, that's a little kinky or that's a little weird, right? But it works for me, right? And, and I think that's where, you know, a, a lot of times, you know, some of this stuff that maybe isn't people don't know about, it's not considered mainstream. Th- there's a lot of guilt and shame, I think that goes along with this, right? Like, like, again, if, if I love rubbing peanut butter all over myself, I'm afraid or I'm scared to let other people know that I like to do that because I'm afraid people are going to think I'm weird, right? I mean, I'm sure this is one of the big things that you work with, with your clients, right?
2: Definitely. Um, I've noticed when people come in, oftentimes they've, they have this really strong desire, something they feel really called toward, but either they've been shot down by partners in the past, friends in the past, there's been some kind of um, moment where they've learned that they need to put that away and to not show that to people. So that's something that we get to tap into during the scenes is like, okay, what is that piece that really wants to come forward and be expressive? And as a facilitator for me, it's how do I hold space for that? How do I encourage this piece to, you know, come out in a way that's safe and consensual and is ultimately working towards that person's greater good and whatever they want to accomplish in life, whether that's more focus, motivation, more presence, more embodiment, all of that can show up. Yeah. Can you give us a definition for people who really don't know
1: of Dom, Sub, and Switch? For people who don't understand those terms? Sure,
2: sure. So, Generally in a scene, and that's jargon for any time that you're coming together, pre-negotiated to play, to interact, a dom is usually the person who is um, facilitating or doing the action to the person who's receiving, who is a sub, Um, also code for submissive, dom is code for dominant or shortened rather. And a switch is someone who feels comfortable in either role. So sometimes that'll be switching during a scene or maybe one scene with one partner, they identify as dominant and another scene with another partner, they identify as submissive. Yeah, cool. Great. Because I think there's, you know, <laughs> for,
1: when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, which I'm not a, it, uh, but I think that was sort of the first mainstream introduction to this concept right? Mm-hmm. Did you see a lot of people wanting to explore this lifestyle more or these types of scenes more after that movie and those books came out? I mean, did that like spark people's interest?
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Anytime I think you take something a little bit more mainstream, and makes it more accessible. I was noticing more clubs popping up, mm-hmm. um, more toy shops, different things, which I think is wonderful. I'm really happy that, you know, people are able to see this kind of world that's been closeted or hidden for so long out Mm -hmm. of necessity. And now that there's more acceptance, it can kind of poke out, people can um, afford to be more curious.
1: (laughs) So how have you seen this help people in life? Um, Is it simply an empowerment thing? Does it help just help them tap into parts of themselves they haven't seen before? Like, how does that translate? As we in yoga, we'd say off a pillow. How does that translate out of the Dungeon. I'll say that, even though that's probably not true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
2: definitely a term for it. Um, yeah, it depends on what each client is working on. But if they're coming in for like circling to yoga mm-hmm. for more embodiment to feel more present, then ideally, as they're moving about their day, interacting with family members, coworkers, whoever it is, they're going to feel more present, more embodied because we've practiced it on a subconscious level in our session. So now they kind of have a new default of, okay, this is what it feels like to be more embodied, to be more present. Now I can practice this out in their normal everyday life.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. I love that.
0: Cool. But I think it's interesting because I I didn't realize that you were a hypnotist as well. Right. (laughs) And so, but, but as you're, as you're talking about it and and one of the lines that you brought up that that I kind of want to go to for a little bit is, you know, when people have these desires, and, and again, it can be what whatever it is, right? When we feel rejected by a partner, that becomes a little trauma event, right? Uh-huh. And like you said, most of the time we shove it down. Um, you know, we, we, we pack it away. And if you do that enough, right, that starts to lead to a lot of these negative emotions, the guilt, the shame, you know, living in those spaces of you know, I'm weird. I'm different. You know, I I'm not like everybody else. That that all of us have in in different parts of our life, especially but but especially sexually, right? There's a lot more emotion kind of kind of tied to that, and it it can be even some simple things, right? Like, hey, I'm feeling good. I want I want to have fun tonight, and you go to your partner, and it's like I have a headache, right? Um, which is I mean everybody has experienced that, I'm sure, right because one partner may just not feel well physically that, and that's fine but but the partner who initiates feels a little rejected at yeah. that point, right so so I, I've got to you know believe and this is where like I said that the, the hypno, uh, hypnosis side of it too, it's like, I never even thought of it that way. But I'm sure, again, that's that's one of the tools that you're able to use as well to help people kind of release some of these blocks and realize you don't have to shove it down. It's okay to be you. It's okay to be more present. It's okay to feel deeply, to have these emotions, to to do all of that stuff as well, right?
2: Right. And to get out of your head. You know, I think when we get stuck in that whatever story if there was a traumatic incident that happened, you're kind of cycling that. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: You know? Um so while while we're in session, while I'm working with people, they get to get out of that space and a bit more into yeah, more into their authenticity.
1: Oh, I have so many questions. (laughs) I'm just because because I know this I know this world so it's like I'm trying to decide like what to ask for people who are not familiar with this sort of thing um for for people who I mean I I I when I'm doing life coaching inevitably we talk about sex and intimacy at some point it it just it it seems to be especially if it's relationship coaching it seems to be the basis of so many things so specifically for women who tend to be more reserved who tend to be more oh I don't even want to get undressed in with the lights on you know, they've suppressed or repressed so much of their sexuality and their desire. Um, What would you tell them? I mean, like what would their first step be to really tapping into that authenticity and that sexuality and that sensuality that they might have shoved down?
2: Yeah, I would say that curious exploration is a good place to start. If you're wanting to figure out what the things that you enjoy are Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual, you know, that could be drawing a bath for yourself, giving yourself a little foot massage, anything that's going to, um, get you feeling good. And then I think once you've identified what it is that you want, presenting it to a partner in a way that, um, feels approachable, feels soft. I really like to say, you know, it would make me really happy if. Or you know what would make me really happy? Why don't we try blank? Yeah. Yeah, because your partner's going to be excited then. Oh, I know something that I can do and help with and engage with that's going to bring this person enjoyment, bring this person pleasure. And that's really satisfying for a partner to be like, I can just do this thing and I know mm-hmm. that it's going to have a positive effect. So actually, you're kind of giving your partner that gift by being so explicit about it. But it does take getting in touch with what you're wanting. And then the scary part for some people coming forward and saying, hi, this is a desire that I have. How can we work together? (laughs) Work together sounds funny, but. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) but it is, it's a partnership. I mean, and you know, that's one of the
1: things I love when I was teaching couples massage is i would say to them look you know if you can communicate on the table of that's too much pressure that's great can you go a little to the left a little to the right then that's going to translate to every part of your relationship mm-hmm. because if you're so self-conscious to not even say could you do a little bit of deeper pressure you're not going to be able to say can you do a little bit of deeper pressure elsewhere you know? <laughs> So it's like, to me, it was just that, that perfect introduction to that communication. And, and I agree with you, it comes down to that, knowing what you want, knowing what you like, and that takes self-exploration. And that takes a little bit of just, you know, knowledge of, of sometimes even what your options are. Uh, you know, I've given people books or referred them to things where they go, I didn't even know that was a thing. And it's like, there's, it's an endless world, right. Of, of things that you can try and do. Um, one misconception that I've heard a lot is, uh, women who want, who are submissive to a dom male i have heard guys say oh we talk about this female empowerment now these women want to be tied up and they get all they, they have a complete misconception about one the ver- idea of top and bottom which if you can explain that too but also like why would a woman who wants to be empowered want to be dominated by a man so those are two things to
2: got it So for defining terms, top and bottom, so we identified earlier Dom and Sub is more about the power dynamic. It's more about heightening that difference in status to play with it and make it more explicit. Whereas with top and bottom, it's strictly who is doing the action, who is receiving the action. It doesn't necessarily have to have a power dynamic. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be two friends of like, oh, here I'm curious to learn how to tie this knot and then you're tying a knot, but you're meeting as friends, not in a tightened dynamic. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, And then you were also asking about female empowerment and why would women, you know, choose to, to do this? It's funny because what's happening from the outside looking in, isn't the same thing that the person is experiencing when they're in it. So if someone is in bondage, in rope, being tied, it might look like a really constricting experience like why would you want to be um like shrunken or disempowered in that way unable to move but actually what's happening in the internal experience for the bottom for the person receiving is um generally the exact opposite you're feeling held you're feeling contained therefore you can emotionally release you can give more of your energy um so yeah, they're experiencing these deeper states of release, actually, even though from the outside, it looks like bondage containment. So yeah, women are can be doing it for that sense of empowerment, for that sense of release and opening that it can bring, Yeah, even if it doesn't look that way <laughs> from right. the outside. Well-
1: well, and it's perception, right? It's so many things I mean, because people watch Fifty Shades of Grey. And I remember watching with a partner and I, we were flipping channels and it was on. And I, went, I wonder if we catch it on a good scene. Um, and his comment was, "Ugh, women talk about empowerment and then you want to be tied up and smacked and, and, I went, okay, but it's not, it's, that's so, such a one weird way to, I mean, that's not what it's about. Um, and often it, tell me if I'm right on this, it's the very type a, very in control, very driven people that want to be subs, because they finally want to give up that control. They want to just be held in that place of safety and trust. Uh, is the, am I right on that one?
2: From my experience, yes. I think we're all seeking balance in our lives. Mm. And if you're spending you know, your day to day, eight hours a day, however many hours a day, being very in control and in power, sometimes it's nice to not have to do that, right? We get decision fatigue. You're like, I don't yeah. care, just pick the restaurant for tonight. <laughs> it's basically that, right? You're saying to yeah. your partner, Okay, I'm gonna allow you to choose, and I trust you to choose,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I can relax,
1: yeah, yeah, and relinquish that control, which exactly. is very hard for people to do. Uh, you know, it's very yeah. hard for us type A people to just go, All right, you're in charge, I trust you.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I-, I
1: don't know, really, you know. So.
0: And and it's interesting because you you mentioned Fifty Shades of Grey, but another one too is the show Billions. I don't know if you guys have seen that, that Mm -hmm. but one of the lead characters in there, again, he's the U.S. District Attorney in New York, very powerful type A man, but again, he likes to be submissive. And, and again, it, it's one of those, it, it actually brings it out. I mean, that's, an, again, another show that a lot of people have seen and see this other side to it as well, right? Where, again, he's having to sneak around. He's a political figure. He's well-known, you know, but he's having to go to the clubs or do some of these other things and get caught, caught, right? <laughs> Which can have a, a, a big impact on on um his career and his life again, but it kind of fits that, you know, type A person in the world, but desires that submissiveness in the bedroom. And so totally, totally makes sense to me. But, you know, again, kind of for for some of the people that again, this gonna be kind of thinking, well, what is this? Right. Because again, I think a lot of people they look at this because we talked about the empowered women, right? And and the fact that You know, if it's a female dominatrix, then it it kind of like seems like it's okay, but if it's a male, then I think to a lot of people it might seem like rape or or something that is non consensual right because there's i mean there's porn that's been around forever that's that's male dominated and you kind of wonder is it consensual or is it not you know kind of a thing so i wanted to talk a little bit about that consensual part because yeah. to me that's that's the the big deal and especially you know if you're somebody who maybe your partner wants to be more submissive that you don't have to feel like I'm raping this person or controlling this person because they're asking for it, right? Because I think that's one of the big misconceptions out there, too. Like, why would I want to demean my partner by doing that thing, right? So can you talk to that a little bit? Because like you said, being being bonded, being tied up on the outside looks one way, but it's different to the person receiving.
2: Right. And I think it starts early on something I think the kink community does really well is creating frameworks for having conversations, we call it negotiation, which <laughs> sounds very businessy. Um, but it's basically, when you're meeting with someone, and that could be, you know, partner, lover, whoever, and you're having a conversation like this very casual, devoid of emotion, devoid of turn on, Um just to place your boundaries, to say the things that you are and aren't interested in doing, Um, could be to express what words you like being called and don't like being called. So you're laying it out as explicitly as you can so that you both can agree or however many people are involved can agree Uh to those terms. And then it's also knowing that while that scene, while that play is taking place, that all parties feel empowered to say, hey, we need to stop, slow down, change things. That rope's in a weird spot. Could you scratch my left ear? (laughs) Um, So knowing that at any time, anyone can end things, switch things up as long as they fit into that framework that you created in the beginning. And that's what keeps it safe and consensual for everyone.
1: Yeah, well, and to take it, out of the dungeon into real life, how often do we go into situations, whether it's business or a date or an exchange with a friend where we don't lay the ground rules first? And I think that is so vastly important to know, what are your expectations? What do you want? What do you expect to get out of this coffee date, this business meeting, this discovery call? You know, That's one of those places where I think what happens in our personal life and private life translates to the bigger world. And when I, when I divorced and started dating, I was very clear with, with the guys I was dating about what I was looking for. What my objectives were. I'm not interested in a long-term relationship. I don't want to. You know, I I like I laid that out, but it took a lot of self-reflection for me to know what I wanted, to know what I was looking for, uh, and if something was going a direction I didn't like, I went. Yeah, you know, this isn't working for me. Thank you so much. Whether it was a a uh, you know Match.com date or a guy I met at a at a nightclub, it's so it's just I think that communication those expectations and laying that out and being firm in your boundaries. Uh, I think that's one of the things that the, the Dom sum world and the BDSM helps you figure out is what are your boundaries? What is that hard stop? What do you, are you, I don't want to say willing to, but like, what are you willing to accept and not accept? And so I think that's just mm. the perfect parallel for bringing that stuff out of the bedroom, uh, into the real world.
0: Well, to me, it's, it seems like too that there's, you know, there's a lot of jokes about. We were, we were watching another show, and it was, there's kind of the whole joke, you know, like seven thirty on Wednesday, missionary style for ten minutes, right? That that a lot of, because that was one of the scenes. This lady was like, oh, you know, every Wednesday night at seven thirty, from seven thirty to seven thirty-five, it was wonderful. You know, cool. but. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> anyway, you, you had to get the whole context of the show, but, but, you know, I think a lot of times, especially, you know, in, in romantic relationships, it gets, it gets stale after a while, it gets into a routine, we all kind of get into routines. And so some of the, some of the role playing, right, or diff- I think you use the word scenes, right, um, can actually add some spice to the relationship as well, you know? And again, it's like, you know, for me, role play seems a little, I'm not an actor, right? <laughs> so it's like, it's a, it's a little uncomfortable for me at first, right, but there's there's, is some of that excitement to it. You know, it's like for the next hour, let's just pretend that we're completely somebody else. Somebody else from what we are, our normal, you know, day that everybody sees on the outside, when you get into it, there has to be a very freeing feeling to that as well.
2: Mm -hmm. How fun to try on a new persona, right? Experiment with different things. What would I be like if I was a little bit feistier or a little more demure or a little more um, passionate about what I'm asking for? Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to try them all on and see which ones you want to keep and (laughs) which ones can go back in the toy chest.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, and we talk a lot about ego states, which is
1: parts work in hypnotherapy and internal family systems. And, you know, it's really is it's we all have that part. We have that dominant part. We have that submissive part. We have that really take charge part. And if you can tap into those again out of the business, you know, out of the boardroom, maybe then you can decide to put that part on someplace else. So I think that's, you know, it's talking about these different. We all have these different aspects of ourselves. Um, Well, let me ask you this. Is it always about sex?
2: No. I mean, for some people, it can be, mm-hmm. um, depends on how tied in
0: that is their
2: personal <laughs> dynamic, right? <laughs> Didn't even see it coming. Um, but for some people, it's purely sensational. Yeah. yeah. It's about what they're feeling on their body, what they're feeling internally. And yeah, that can happen, you know, two feet away from someone with flogger or that can happen just with words. Yeah,
1: yeah. I asked. I knew the answer to that. Most people think it's tied. I mean, most people assume this is just one hundred percent sexual kink, and it's not. It is about that sensation and about that that relationship and that you know. I'm gonna say power dynamic in the best of terms. Yeah, you know, in that way. Yeah.
2: Hey,
1: right. Jason. I know you're burning with questions. and I want to see you dress like a pirate that's what I want to see like a pirate (laughs) (laughs) anyway
0: yeah but um but no I I think it's you know and again it's it to me it's it part of it is in, in our personal growth we have to do some things that we're uncomfortable with right because any any time that we do something new but we never know until we try it Right, and so I think, Lila, that's kind of what you said, right? Do we we try it? Do we put it back in the toolbox, or it's like, hey, I really like it when you you know bend me that way, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, you know when we use scents or you know candles or wh- whatever else, right? Because there's again, like you said, it's it's about the sensation, it's about being in that particular moment, and and we're not going to know unless we actually try it, right? And it's okay to, you know, and again, it's not, it's not all about sex, but again, sex is much more than just procreation. I know there's still some people in the world that think that's the only time you do it, but it really is a way to, you know, connect and have that emotional attachment with other people. And, and we really should be doing it in the way that our partner wants, Mm -hmm. right? and and so again i mean you can hear again you know women complaining about men not being as attentive as they need to be right yeah i mean men can get off in you know very very quickly and then roll over and huh, right but um you know it's about trying to to serve and please your partner as well and find out what they need and it goes both ways right i mean there's men that complain about what women won't do and women that complain about what men won't do. Right. But I I think, you know, as, as part of what you're doing and trying to help people understand is, you know, be open, be open to what you need, but also be open to what your partner or partners need as well. Right. Because that's, that's, that's the bigger part of the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Your self-discovery and loving, caring, you know, being, nurturing. I'm, I'm trying to use the right words. I'm sure you've got <laughs> better words for it. But the people that we're partnering with as well to bring out or to, to help them feel those sensations, experience those things that they want to as well. It's not about us. It's about us, but it's about us as a group, right?
2: Yeah, I think both. I think that it can be really as you were describing like intimate and nurturing and can ultimately lead to deeper relationships as well yeah
1: so for somebody who's not explored this this lifestyle that's not explored any of these things what is it what is a (laughs) like easy easy non-threatening Because some people are very scared of this like they want to try but they don't even know where to start so for for couples or single people who want to kind of explore this world what is the what is the best way or the easiest way for them to jump into this
2: yeah let me think i would say googling for a bdsm checklist Mm. would be a good tip um that at least gives you an idea of the different possibilities and options that exist. So you can sit there, you know, by yourself or with a partner and trusty friend Google and be like, what is vlogging? Look it up, Yes, yeah. <laughs> it is, decide if that's something that you'd like to engage in.
1: Yeah, what a fun way to spend a Friday night. Right. (laughs) Eight (laughs) night scrabble and kink checklist. Exactly. We're going to make salmon and we're going to have hash browns and then we're going to figure out what flogging is.
2: Yeah,
1: I don't know what character that just was, but yeah.
0: <laughs> Sounds so, almost a little bit like Church Lady. I was, I was, you know, I was expecting okay. you to go. Well, isn't that special? Isn't that
1: special? I don't think Church Lady would love to like this conversation yeah. at all. Well,
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I think there was a little, uh, little part of her that wanted to come out and little ways. kink with
1: the Church Lady. Oh my
0: god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the weirdest conversations.
1: Okay. Uh, any final thoughts? Any other tips? Any other things that we didn't ask you that you want to kind of share with everybody?
2: I think just coming from the place of like kinks are normal. It's normal to have desires. And I think that it's important to express them to the people that you love and care about so they can join you in those desires if you would like them and celebrate you with those desires.
1: Yeah. I like that you just said celebration because I think it is, you know, we, we talk about wanting to be individuals and wanting to tap into our potential and wanting to really be our authentic selves. And I think that should be celebrated. So I think that was a, that was a fabulous word. I love that. Cool. Jason, any final thoughts from you?
0: This is good. Well, and and I think, you know, like you said there at the end, the celebration and the, and the whole idea too, that, you know, this area has, has received more mainstream attention. So again, it's, it's a lot, I think there's been a lot of things, especially the last few years, that are allowing, regardless of what our kinks or quirkiness happens to be, is it's okay to be that way, right? And and it's okay to embrace who we are, to share who we are, to be authentically ourselves. And I think this is just it's just another avenue for that. And so, you know, everybody that's out there, just embrace who you are. Find out who it is, who you are try new things. If you like it, keep doing it. If you don't throw it back in the toy box. Right. Um, And let's just, you know, realize that, like you said, everybody has our kinks and it's okay to be kinky. Right. I'm thinking kinky boots. That was an awesome show, (laughs) by the way. But you know, that, that whole idea that it's, it's okay to be us and there, you have nothing to be ashamed about. Yeah. Uh, in, in being and expressing who you are and what you need as a person. So love what you're doing and how you're helping people unlock that for themselves.
2: You too. Thank you for having me on your podcast. And of course, tell everybody okay. how they
1: can reach you if they want to check you out for a session or some advice or uh, any of that good stuff.
2: Oh, sure. Feel free to reach out. My website is misslilasage.com. You can interact with me through there.
1: Yay, Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on. This as soon as I as soon as you and I reconnected and I saw you were doing this, I said, "Okay, you have got to come on and talk about this because <laughs> it's, it, it's, there's so many misconceptions and it's not something that I see a lot of people talking about. And and I think it's a conversation that needs to be had. So I appreciate you sharing and I appreciate what you're doing. And I'm I'm happy to have met you all those years ago, standing up on top of that board. Okay, uh, yay. glad yeah. it let us all here. <laughs> you know what? It all goes back to trapeze. Yep. <laughs> cool. I am Kathy Groover. I can be reached at com.
0: And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out, have a great week, tap into who you are authentically, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. See ya.